The Paul Kaharski Podcast is brought to you by Yazoo Brewing Company, a Nashville original since 2003. Welcome in to the Paul Kuharski Podcast, part of paulkuharski.com. I'm happy to have you in advance of the Titans Patriots wild card playoff game Saturday night. Biggest moment for the franchise in a couple years. A lot of people anticipating a Titans win. Certainly a good matchup for them, but no easy task to go to Foxborough and to beat the Patriots in the playoffs. Uh, By now, if you're in deep on this thing, you know that the Patriots uh, haven't played on wildcard weekend since 2009. They've not won any of their Super Bowls um, in a year when they've played on wildcard weekend. I don't think if the Titans win this weekend, uh, they dethrone the Super Bowl champion for sure. I don't know that it's the end of the Patriots dynasty, the way a lot of people want to say, um, but that doesn't matter. Uh, the Titans can win this game um, because the Patriots are not as good as they usually are, and there are ways to get at this team. Um, the question is, can the Titans kind of overcome their own deficiencies and that starts really in the secondary which is the titans biggest problem right now uh tremaine brock and ty smith are playing a lot and no the patriots are not terrific at receiver beyond julian Enelman. so can dorsett Nikhil harry and uh muhammad sanu make the Titans pay for these weak defenders in Ty Smith and in Tremaine Brock, you know, on paper, they're, they're not particularly scary, these wide receivers, but schemed up uh, and with Tom Brady throwing to them, you would have to give the check mark in advance of the game to the Patriots in that department. Uh, and that, I think, is the number one reason to be scared of, of this game. Um, you know, Sanu's done nothing since he's been there, really, uh, seems overdue. Um, Dorsett's a little bit like, uh, Will Fuller from, uh, Houston, not as good, but, uh, can hurt you in some similar ways. Um, Harry's a a bit of an unknown as a rookie, but, You're going to have to double Edelman, and Logan Ryan's going to lead the charge there, which takes Logan Ryan out of a lot of other things. You know, Logan Ryan's an excellent blitzing cornerback. He was a big factor in putting the pressure on Tom Brady last year in the Titans' great win over the Patriots, decisive win over the Patriots in in Nashville. Um, But He's got to be involved in Edelman a lot. And as he's involved in Edelman a lot, uh, you know, every time you take him out of that and put him into uh, any kind of blitz package, I would think that there's a flashing light over Edelman's head in terms of not drawing the best coverage for Tom Brady to go to him. And then the Adoree Jackson, if he's back, you would think is going to be in some kind of limited role. I tweeted out video of Adoree from the early part of practice on New Year's Day. Uh, the consensus was, and I don't disagree, that he looked a little bit ginger uh, and a little bit tentative. 
Um, and so how much, if he does play, he'll be able to do and how he'll, um, how he'll play after a month off with the foot injury, um, is, is a big question mark there. Um, we'll have to see. And I know everybody that's pulling for the Titans in this game is saying prayers and crossing fingers and doing whatever voodoo mojo that can for a Dory Jackson. This is, is, is one of those testaments to how suffering multiple injuries at the same spot in the NFL, uh, can just kill you, you know? And if the Titans had suffered the Malcolm Butler injury, and then the second injury to another starter had come at another position, um, you know, maybe you, you definitely survive it better. But when you lose two out of your top three cornerbacks, it's uh, it's a much bigger problem. Uh, another thing I want to get on here was Henry Derek Henry's vocal leadership. Um, he's hit or miss when he's talking to the press. You know, he was terrific after he won the rushing title and the tight end had 211 yards. And that, I know most of you don't care about how a guy is with the media. But I was really impressed uh, for the second or third time this year when the Titans put out a video of uh, the post-game locker room when Mike Vrabel gave his uh, his speech to the team after it clinched its playoff berth in the locker room at NRG Stadium in Houston. And then the player who was at the center of, um, of things in, in that huddle talking to the team in a loud voice that everybody could hear as the centerpiece leader guy, which is no small thing, was Derrick Henry. And uh, I was impressed by that. I was impressed. Uh, I'm impressed every time I see it still. And I probably will be for a long time because he, he didn't come into the league as a, as a guy who would step to the forefront in that role. He's grown into it. Um, but he seems very comfortable with it. I think, uh, you know, we had kind of a debate during this year about, uh, how necessary production was for leadership. I think it's very necessary. And I think, uh, Derek Henry's production has certainly put him in a position to be a major leader for this team. And, um, you know, we see glimpses of it through what the Titans are letting us see. Obviously, we don't see a lot of situations where guys can lead. Um, but I'm really impressed by that. Uh, and I think it says a lot about him and who he is and who he's become for this team at this time. Um, so I think that's a really good sign. It's another thing that makes him very valuable as he's heading into uh, contract negotiation season. And we'll have plenty of time to talk about that. The Patriots are going to sell out to stop Derrick Henry on Saturday night. It's going to be very interesting to see what kind of yardage he can get despite their laser focus on stopping him. You're listening to the Paul Kuharski podcast. I am brought to you by my good friends at Yazoo Brew, which is the finest beer in the area. They have something for everybody. I am partial to the Hefeweizen, but I encourage you. Uh, there's probably a party going on in Nashville this weekend. You're probably getting together with friends to watch this game. You need to grab a 
12 pack of Yazoo, take it over, pop it in the fridge for your hosts. If you're hosting, you should be serving Yazoo. If you're going out to a bar to watch the game, you should be ponying up and ordering uh, Yazoo. There's uh, a wild variety on tap. And like I said, something for everybody. They've been really good to me. I would encourage you to be really good to them. It is good beer flat out. And beer and football, we know, go together. Um, Dean Pease has a lot of experience with uh, the Patriots, obviously. Um, he, he was the coordinator up there. He, he saw Tom Brady work very, very closely. Um, and, uh, you know, in training camp, he defended Tom Brady um, for, for a couple of weeks every year. Um, so he had some interesting thoughts on how to try to defend a guy who uh, maybe qualifies as the greatest quarterback of all time in the NFL. And I've got a snippet here of, of Pease talking the media through what exactly that entails. I think you're, that'd be overcoaching. I think you got to prepare. It's like if, if we've done the right thing all year, then that's what we ought to be doing now. If I'm a coach and I'm coaching, I don't know that I should coach any different in the playoffs than what I coach to try to get to the playoffs. It's like guys always say, well, I'm going to work harder this week. Well, that means that you didn't work as hard last week. That doesn't make any sense to me. So it's, it's to me, it's, it's, yeah, it's a playoff game. It's another game, and it's win or go home. And, and uh, I, but I should focus on this game just like I focused on Tampa Bay a few weeks ago or Carolina or anybody else. That's what I'm supposed to do as a coach, and I think that's what you should do as a player. I think the other thing, one thing I learned from Bill when I went to New England and, and coming out of college and went to that first Super Bowl my first year, you know, I'm all hyped up like the players. And one thing he did such a great job of getting prepared for that game was making the, it's a Super Bowl. You can't ignore that. But don't have all your anxiety. Don't get all pumped up, and then all of a sudden, after five minutes, you're drained because you've just been so hyped up. You got to have a routine. Whatever your routine has been all year, that's what your routine should be here. And it's the same way as a coach. Always has the chalk last. So when the quarterback's always got the chalk last, you've got to, as P said, just be sound, play your stuff, be in position, and. Um, you know, cornerbacks often talk about, you know, Logan Ryan was talking about Michael Thomas. You know, he's going to get targeted a bunch and you know, he's going to get his catches. You just have to kind of minimize things. Tom Brady's not been the same guy um, this season, but in a playoff game at home, you know, he's going to do certain things and you have to accept a certain amount of stuff and minimize it. Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal, a great independent site up in New England, um, is a friend of mine, and we've been swapping uh, pieces. If you're not a member of my site, you're, you're missing out on my stuff and his stuff this week. He's a terrific football writer, and um, we both wrote 10 things you need to know about our teams if you're a fan of the other team. I wanted to dip into uh, one of the things that, that he mentioned in that smart teams have figured out how to stop the Patriots. It's really not a magic formula, but you'd be surprised at how many teams aren't that bright. Hello, Buffalo. 
basically double team Julian Edelman wherever he goes, especially on third down and in the red zone, and put a defensive back, not a linebacker, on James White, and the Patriots have a hard time move, moving the ball because the other players can't beat man coverage. Now here again, that taps into the Titans' lack of sufficient defensive backs right now, particularly cornerbacks. You can put uh, Bayer on James White, certainly, uh, and maybe even a little Vaccaro, but I would think mostly Bayer, double-teaming Julian Edelman. Um, that's going to be Logan Ryan and well, maybe a safety at times, though Bayer's going to be busy with James White in this formula. So a second corner. Um, he goes on to write, the Dolphins absolutely erased Edelman, who's physically compromised while dealing with a rib, shoulder, and left knee injury from the game last week. Oh, and you don't need to worry about the Patriots beating you with the deep pass. Brady has a hard time throwing it right now, and they don't have anyone to fear on the outside. So double-team Edelman put a DB on James White. That sounds easy. Do the Titans have the personnel to do that effectively is another question entirely. Um, and I think that's kind of the story of the game defensively. Uh, offensively, the story of the game may well be John U. Smith. There is room to win with tight ends here. Um, the Titans use the most 13 personnel, three tight ends in the league. Maybe like, you know, about 11 snaps a game. This is all from Warren Sharp. Um, they use the fifth most 12 personnel, one back, two tight ends, and one receiver. Um, and those are good things because since the, the Patriots played Baltimore in week nine, no team has seen a greater percentage of targets go to tight ends than the Patriots, 28%. This is Phil Perry who covers the Patriots, who's rounded up these stats from Warren Sharp. Patriots are 15th in success rate allowed in tight end targets in that time. For the season, the Patriots allow greater success rate to 12 and 13 than any other grouping. Now, Ryan Tannehill has a passer rating of 154.2 on passes to the middle of the field this season. That's the best in the league. The average is 99.5. He's at 154.2 compared to the average of 99.5. Who runs routes in the middle of the field? Tight ends are there a lot. Johnny Smith can be there a lot. Ferkser, Pruitt. So I would think that this is a place for the Titans to turn. And uh, a lot of people, not just me, have speculated that this is a big Johnny Smith game. Also, the, the Patriots take away the primary guys. Primary guy, Derrick Henry, number one. A.J. Brown, number two. He'll draw Stephon Gilmore, who is in the running for defensive MVP, defensive player of the year. Yes, Corey Davis had a great game against Stephon Gilmore last year. That'll probably motivate him to more, not that he needs more motivation, but um, we saw Marshawn Lattimore keep uh, A.J. Brown pretty quiet a couple games ago against the Saints. Um, I think A.J. Brown will you know, 
get his, but he's probably not going to have monstrous numbers. Titans are going to need to pl find plays elsewhere. The next best option after Henry and after Brown and considering the Patriots' weaknesses is um, Johnu Smith. Look for a Johnu Smith game. Patriots have uncanny ability to take the ball away. Tannehill has committed four turnovers on 44 plays in the red zone this season. 9.1 turnover percentage, highest in the league. 9.1% versus the league average, 2.5%. Vrabel on how to avoid turnovers against a team that's very good at forcing turnovers. Practice it. Emphasize it. Show it to them. Show them how they're taking it away, how they're hammering it out when a receiver or a runner has it, how they knock it out of the quarterback's hands or how they intercept it when it's floating up in the air or you run bad routes or a quarterback makes a bad read. It's very impressive what they've done to be able to turn the ball over and also take care of it. That will be a huge challenge for us. Titans cannot afford to make mistakes here. They've protected the ball well in recent weeks. Only play I'm thinking of that was killer was the Ferkser um, interception um, where he couldn't secure the ball right at the goal line against Houston. Eric Reed punched it out. Whitney Merciless returned at 86 yards. Houston went on to quickly score, and that was a 14-point swing in a crucial game. Make a play like that against the Patriots, it's going to kill you. Kill you, kill you, kill you. Cannot happen in this game. We finish up, as we always do, with fancy stats. I've got too many of them in front of me. I will pick and choose as I go. Patriots defense has allowed a passer rating of just 36.8 on third down. Best in the league. The league average is 87.1. Patriots is 36.8 on third down. Ryan Tannehill's been good on third down. This is going to be a big challenge right then. <clears throat> These kind of stats are ridiculous, right? The Patriots are good in all situations. The Patriots win in all situations. But the Titans are not, <clears throat> excuse me, a good first quarter team per se they're certainly not a good first drive team and the patriots are excellent early patriots since the start of 2016 are 37 and 2 that's a 949 winning percentage when they have the lead at the end of the first quarter second best in the league i didn't look up who is the best in the league Really impressive. League average, 72.9. They're 94.9. Titans, you know, they don't have to be winning at the end of the first quarter, but they can't let the Patriots pull away in the first quarter, which they tend to do. Titans did a great job getting pressure on Tom Brady early with Wesley Woodyard, Woodyard with um, Jayon Brown, and with Logan Ryan in last year's regular season win over the Patriots. That is the formula. It's going to be hard to send people in this game because you're leaving things exposed for Tom Brady, and we've talked about the secondary not being near full strength. 
that's why I'm looking for Jarrell Casey and, and Jeffrey Simmons to, to provide some out of the base front personnel without help. Tom Brady's been sacked on just 4.2 of his pass attempts this season. 4.2% league average, 6.7. Titans defense has allowed 6.8 yards after the catch to running backs this season. Third best in the league. It's pretty good. James White and uh, and running backs for the Patriots, always a problem. New England running backs have 15 receptions for 20 or more yards of the season, most in the NFL. That's a problem area. You've got to contain James White and the running backs. Can't let them sting you with those big plays. This has been the Paul Kuharski podcast connected to paulkuharski.com brought to you by Yazoo Brew. If you are in New England this weekend, if you are in range of Providence, the Midday 180 will broadcast from Bar Louie in Providence on Friday, and then we will be part of a party there on Friday evening. Encourage you to come out. Hang out with uh, other people who will be up there supporting the Titans and uh, say hello to us. Maybe I'll buy you a beer, particularly if you're a member of the site. I'd love to see you and say hello. Um, I wish you safe travels. And uh, if you're not in yet, think about looking at uh, Tennessee tickets. It's still a chance for you to get up there. Uh, it be a hell of a game to be at. I appreciate your support. I hope you consider joining paulkuharski.com. Lots of great content this week. I worked all day on New Year's Day. Spent no time with my family to provide you uh, original, intelligent uh, content. And uh, I hope you're enjoying it and reading reading it, soaking it up. I hope you get uh, a, a fun game and a good result on Saturday night. I urge you to listen to my other podcast, Elsewhere, brought to you by 104.5 The Zone, my other employer. And uh, I appreciate you listening. Don't block the box. Do lock the locks. The Paul Kaharski Podcast is a joint production of paulkaharski.com and Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.